Chapter 4, verse 18 through 25 of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, collected out of the works of the Fathers, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verse 18 through 22. Then Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. In a ship was Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Pseudo Chrysostom. Before he spoke or did anything, Christ called apostles that neither word nor deed of his should be hid from their knowledge, so that they may afterwards say with confidence, What we have seen and heard, that we cannot but speak. Urbanus, the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Gennesareth, the Sea of Tiberias, and the Salt Lake are one and the same. Gloss, he rightly goes to fishing places, went about to fish for fishermen. Rigmig, saw that is not so much with the bodily eye as spiritually viewing their hearts chrysostom he calls them while actually working at their employment to show that to follow him ought to be preferred to all occupations they were just then casting a net into the sea which agreed with their future office augustine he chose not kings senators philosophers or orators but he chose common, poor, and untaught fishermen. Id. Had one learned been chosen, he might have attributed the choice to the merit of his learning. But our Lord Jesus Christ, willing to bow the necks of the proud, sought not to gain fishermen by orators, but gained an emperor by a fisherman. Great was Cyprian the pleader, but Peter the fisherman was before him. Pseudo Chrysostom. The operations of their secular craft were a prophecy of their future dignity, as he who casts his net into the water knows not what fishes he shall take. So the teacher casts the net of the divine word upon the people, not knowing who among them will come to God. Those whom God shall stir abide in his doctrine. Rigmig. Of these fishermen the Lord speaks by Jeremiah, I will send my fishers among you, and they shall catch you gloss follow me not so much with your feet as in your hearts and your life pseudo chrysostom fishers of men that is teachers that with the net of god's word you may catch men out of this world of storm and danger in which men do not walk but are rather borne along the devil by pleasure drawing them into sin where men devour one another as the stronger fishers do the weaker withdrawn from hence they may live upon the land being made members of christ's body gregory peter and andrew had seen christ work no miracles had heard from him no word of the promise of the eternal reward yet at this single bidding of the lord they forgot all that they had seemed to possess and straightway left their nets and followed him in which deed we ought rather to consider their wills than the amount of their property he leaves much who keeps nothing for himself he parts with much who 
with his possessions renounces his lusts. Those who followed Christ give up enough to be coveted by those who did not follow. Our outward goods, however small, are enough for the Lord. He does not weigh the sacrifice by how much is offered, but out of how much it is offered. The kingdom of God is not to be valued at a certain price, but whatever a man has, much or little, is equally available. Pseudo Chrysostom. These disciples did not follow Christ from desire of the honor of a doctor, but because they coveted the labor itself. They knew how precious is the soul of man, how pleasant to God is his salvation, and how great its reward. Chrysostom. To so great a promise they trusted and believed that they should catch others by those same words by which themselves had been caught. Pseudo Chrysostom. These were their desires, for which they left all and followed, teaching us thereby that none can possess earthly things and perfectly attain to heavenly things. Gloss. These last disciples were an example to such as leave their property for the love of Christ. Now follows an example of others who postponed earthly affection to God. Observe how he calls them two and two, as he afterwards sent them two and two to preach. Gregory. Hereby we are also silently admonished that he who wants affection towards others ought not to take on him the office of preaching. The precepts of charity are two, and between less than two there can be no love. Pseudo Chrysostom. Rightly did he thus build the foundations of the brotherhood of the church on love, that from such roots a copious sap of love might flow to the branches, and that, too, on natural or human love, that nature as well as grace might bind their love more firmly. They were, moreover, brothers, and so did God in the Old Testament lay the foundations of his building on Moses and Aaron, brothers. But as the grace of the New Testament is more abundant than that of the Old, therefore the first people were built upon one pair of brethren, but new people upon two. They were mending their nets, a proof of the extremest indigence. They repaired the old because they had not whence they should buy new. And what shows their great filial piety in this their great poverty, they deserted not their father, but carried him with them in their vessel, not that he might aid in their labor, but have the enjoyment of his son's presence. Chrysostom. It is no small sign of goodness to bear poverty easily, to live by honest labor, to be bound together by virtue of affection, to keep their poor father with them, and to toil in his service. Pseudo Chrysostom. We may not dare to consider the former disciples as more quick to preach, because they were casting their nets, and these latter as less active, because yet making ready only, for it is Christ alone that may know their differences. But perhaps we may say that the first were casting their nets, because Peter preached the gospel, but committed it not to paper. The others were making ready their nets, because John composed a gospel. He called them together, for by their abode they were fellow townsmen, in affection attached, in profession agreed, and united by brotherly tenderness. He called them then at once, that, united by so many common blessings, 
they might not be separated by a separate call. Chrysostom. He made no promise to them when he called them, as he had to the former, for the obedience of the first had made the way plain for them. Besides, they had heard many things concerning him, as being friends and townsmen of the others. Pseudo Chrysostom. There are three things which we must leave who would come to Christ, carnal actions which are signified by the fishing nets, worldly substance in the ship, parents which are signified in their father. They left their own vessel, that they might become governors of the vessel of the church. They left their nets, as having no longer to draw out fishes on the earthly shore, but men to heaven. They left their father, that they might become the spiritual fathers of all. Hilary by this that they left their occupation and their father's house we are taught that when we would follow christ we should not be holden of the cares of secular life or of the society of the paternal mansion rigmig mystically by the sea is figured this world because of its bitterness and its tossing waves galilee is interpreted rolling or a wheel and shows the changeableness of the world Jesus walked by the sea when he came to us by incarnation, for he took on him of the virgin not the flesh of sin, but the likeness of the flesh of sin. By the two brothers, two people are signified, born of one God, their father. He saw them when he looked on them in his mercy. In Peter, which is interpreted owning, who is called Simon, i.e. obedient, is signified the Jewish nation, who acknowledged God in the law and obeyed his commandments. Andrew, which is interpreted manly or graceful, signifies the Gentiles, who after they had come to the knowledge of God, manfully abode in the faith. He called us his people when he sent the preachers into the world, saying, Follow me, that is, leave the deceiver, follow your creator. Of both people there were made fishers of men, that is, preachers, leaving their ships that is, carnal desires, and their nets, that is, love of the world, they followed Christ. By James is understood the Jewish nation, which through their knowledge of God overthrew the devil. By John the Gentile world, which was saved of grace alone. Zebedee whom they leave, the name is interpreted flying or falling, signifies the world which passes away, and the devil who fell from heaven. By Peter and Andrew, casting their net into the sea, are meant those who in their early youth are called by the Lord, while from the vessel of their body they cast the nets of carnal concupiscence into the sea of this world. By James and John, mending their nets are signified those who after sin, before adversity, come to Christ, recovering what they had lost. Rabban. The two vessels signify the two churches. The one is called out of the circumcision the other out of the uncircumcision. Anyone who believes becomes Simon, i.e. obedient to God. Peter, by acknowledging his sin. Andrew, by enduring labors manfully. James, by overcoming vices. Gloss. And John, that he may ascribe the whole to God's grace. The calling of four only is mentioned, as those preachers by whom God will call the four quarters of the world. Hilary or the number that was to be of the evangelists is figured. Rigmig. Also the four principal virtues here are designed, 
prudence in peter from his confession of god justice we may refer to andrew for his manful deeds fortitude to james for his overthrow of the devil temperance to john for the working in him of divine grace augustine it might move inquiry why john relates that near jordan not in galilee andrew followed the lord with another whose name he does not mention and again that peter received that name from the lord whereas the other three evangelists write that they were called from their fishing sufficiently agreeing with one another especially matthew and mark luke not naming andrew who is however understood to have been in the same vessel with him there is a further seeming discrepancy that in luke it is to peter only that it is said henceforth thou shalt catch men matthew and mark write that it was said to both as to the different account in john it should be carefully considered and it will be found that it is a different time place and calling that is there spoken of for peter and andrew had not so seen jesus at the jordan that they adhered inseparably ever after but so as only to have known who he was and wondering at him to have gone their way perhaps he is returning back to something he had omitted for he proceeds without marking any difference of time as he walked by the sea of galilee it may be further asked how matthew and mark relate that he called them separately two and two when luke relates that james and john being partners of peter were called as it were to aid him and bringing their barks to land followed christ we may then understand that the narrative of luke relates to a prior time after which they returned to their fishing as usual for it had not been said to peter that he should no more catch fishes as he did so again after the resurrection but that he should catch men again at a time after this happened that call of which matthew and mark speak for they draw their ships to land to follow him not as careful to return again but only anxious to follow him when he bids them verse twenty three through twenty five and jesus went about all galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people and his fame went throughout all syria and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy and he healed them and there followed him great multitudes of people from galilee and from decapolis and from jerusalem and from judea and from beyond jordan pseudo chrysostom kings when about to go to war with their enemies first gather an army and so go out to battle thus the lord when about to war against the devil first collected apostles and then began to preach the gospel rigmig an example of life for doctors that they should not be inactive they are instructed in the words and jesus went about pseudo chrysostom because they being weak could not come to their physician he as a zealous physician went about to visit those who had any grievous sickness the lord went round the several regions and after his example the pastors of each region ought to go round to study the several dispositions of their people that for the remedy of each disease some medicine may be found in the church rigmig that they should not be acceptors of 
persons the preachers are instructed in what follows the whole of galilee that they should not go about empty by the word teaching that they should seek to benefit not few but many in what follows in their synagogues chrysostom by which too he showed the jews that he came not as an enemy of god or a seducer of souls but as consenting with his father rigmig that they should not preach error nor fable but sound doctrine is inculcated in the words preaching the gospel of the kingdom teaching and preaching differ teaching refers to things present preaching to things to come he taught present commandments and preached future promises pseudo chrysostom or he taught natural righteousness those things which natural reason teaches as chastity humility and the like which all men of themselves see to be goods such things are necessary to be taught not so much for the sake of making them known as for stirring the heart for beneath the prevalence of carnal delights the knowledge of natural righteousness sleeps forgotten when then a teacher begins to denounce carnal sins his teaching does not bring up a new knowledge but recalls to memory one that had been forgotten but he preached the gospel in telling of good things which the ancients had manifestly not heard of as the happiness of heaven the resurrection of the dead and the like or he taught by interpreting the prophecies concerning himself he preached by declaring the benefits that were to come from himself rigmig that the teacher should study to commend his teaching by his own virtuous conduct is conveyed in those words healing every sort of disease and malady among the people maladies of the body diseases of the soul pseudo chrysostom or by disease we may understand any passion of the mind as avarice lust and such like by malady unbelief that is weakness of faith or the diseases are the more grievous pains of the body the malady is the slighter as he cured the bodily pains by virtue of his divine power so he cured the spiritual by the word of his mercy he first teaches and then performs the cures for two reasons first that what is needed most may come first for it is the word of holy instruction and not miracles that edify the soul secondly because teaching is commanded by miracles not the converse chrysostom we must consider that when some great change is being wrought as the introduction of a new polity god is wont to work miracles giving pledges of his power to those who are to receive his laws thus when he would make man he first created a world and then at length gave man in paradise a law then he would dispense a law to holy noah he showed truly great wonders and again when he was about to ordain the law for the jews he first showed great prodigies and then at length gave them the commandments so now when about to introduce a sublime discipline of life he first provided a sanction to his instructions by mighty signs because the eternal kingdom he preached was not seen by the things which did appear he made sure that which as yet did not appear gloss because preachers should have good testimony from those who are without lest if their life is open to censure their preaching be condemned he adds and the fame of him went abroad through all syria 
Rabban. Syria here is all the region from Euphrates to the Great Sea, from Cappadocia to Egypt, in which is the country of Palestine, inhabited by Jews. Chrysostom. Observe the reserve of the evangelist. He does not give an account of any one of the various cases of healing, but passes in one brief phrase an abundance of miracles. They brought to him all their sick. Rigmig. And these he would have us understand various but slighter diseases. But when he says, seized with diverse sicknesses and torments, he would have those understand of whom it is subjoined and who had demons. Gloss. Sickness means a lasting ailment. Torment is an acute pain, as pleurisy and such like. They who had demons are they who were tormented by demons. Rigmig. Lunatics are so called from the moon, for as it waxes in its monthly seasons, they are tormented. Jerome, not really smitten by the moon, but who were believed to be so through the subtlety of the demons, who, by observing the seasons of the moon, sought to bring an evil report against the creature, that it might redound to the blasphemy of the Creator. Augustine, demons are enticed to take up their abode in many creatures, created not by themselves, but God by delights adapted to their various natures, not that they are animals, drawn by meats, but spirits, attracted by signs which agree with each one's taste. Rabban. Paralytics are those whose bodies have their nerves slackened or resolved, from a Greek word signifying this. Pseudochrysostom. In some places it is he cured many, but here he cured them, meaning all. As a new physician first entering a town cures all who come to him to beget a good opinion concerning himself chrysostom he requires no direct profession of faith from them both because he had not yet given them any proofs of his miraculous power and because in bringing their sick from far they had shown no small faith rabban the crowds that followed him consisted of four sorts of men some followed for the heavenly teaching as disciples some for the curing of their diseases, some from the reports concerning him alone, and curiosity to find whether they were true, others from envy, wishing to catch him in some matter that they might accuse him. Mystically, Syria is interpreted lofty, Galilee turning, or a wheel, that is, the devil in the world. The devil is both proud and always turned round to the bottom. The world in which the fame of Christ went abroad through preaching, the demoniacs are the adulterers, the lunatics, the unstable, the paralytics, the slow and careless. Gloss. The crowds that follow the Lord are they of the church, which is spiritually designated by Galilee, passing to virtuousness. Decapolis is he who keeps the Ten Commandments. Jerusalem and Judea, he who is enlightened by the vision of peace and confession, and beyond Jordan. He who, having passed the waters of baptism, enters the land of promise. Rigmig. For they follow the Lord from Galilee, that is, from the unstable world, from Decapolis, the country of ten towns, signifying those who break the Ten Commandments, and from Jerusalem, because before it was preserved unhurt by peace, and from Jordan, that is, from the confession of the devil, and from beyond Jordan, they who were first planted in paganism, but passing the water of baptism, came to Christ. End of chapter 4